Hey guys, this is Griffin Maria. Check out my new favorite nerds at Movie Guys Podcast. Welcome everybody in the Movie Guys Verse. This is Jordan here, part of Movie Guys Podcast. We wanted to say thank you so much for downloading this most recent episode. If you don't know what Movie Guys Podcast is, we are a new movie review show that is updated weekly. You can check us out at movieguyspodcast.com and also movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another awesome episode of Movie Guys Podcast. Tonight, we are talking about The Punisher 2004, starring Thomas Jane. And this is part two of our anti-hero series. I am Jordan, and I'm joined here, like always, with Eric and Ed. Eric, this is not vengeance. This is punishment. How are you doing tonight? This is not my type of punishment, but I'm doing okay uh, after the third readaptation in the 2004 re-envisioning of the Punisher, which with with uh, you know my one of my favorite things when it comes to like different variations of something is to compare obviously the characters. So obviously the favorite one is like what's your favorite Batman? So we're at a point right now where we can go who's your favorite Punisher? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, Ed, what about you? Well, you know, I, I always had a, a soft spot in my heart for this movie, and then I was an adult and rewatched it, so oh. I don't know how I feel. <laughs> I feel like I have a popsicle to the back, is what I feel like. Oh, there, you go. <laughs> there we go. So we're going to dive right into this, because all three of us have a lot to say, I feel, about this movie. But like I said, before we continue with our overall review of The Punisher 2004, this is part two out of a part three series. It is our anti-hero series. Next week, we'll be coming back with a new movie episode. We'll be reviewing Venom to end our anti-hero series, so we'll be looking forward to that. And if you want to check out part one, check out our archives at movieguyspodcast.com for... Spawn. This was released last week. So, The Punisher 2004. Eric and Ed were all around the same age. Maybe a year or two apart, but we're all around the same age. And uh, 2004, man. I mean, this this was it, right? I'm 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 17 years old. I'm a junior in high school. Got some ball. You know, you know, got some hair on the balls. Good for uh, you. You know what I mean? Like just. I'm 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 loving Slipknot. Oh, yeah, and keep going. Let's just let's just for twenty minutes let's, keep going. Let's just keep yeah. going, right? Um, we had two movies coming out this year. We had two Marvel, Marvel movies coming out this year. We had April. We had the release of Punisher, and then uh, and then in June, July, we had the release of Spider Man Two. Which, of course, Jordan was more hyped about the Punisher than Spider Man Two was. I don't know about you guys, but uh, Punisher was the movie. For 2004, for me to go see in theaters, I saw this three times in theaters. Eric, did you were you interested at all in this movie when it came out? No, you know what? Because this was around the time when, like, when the movies that were coming, the comic book movies that were coming out, they were coming to be a lot of misses. Because before this one, you had the Spider-Man sequel, right? Spider-Man. Oh no, no, no that came a little bit later. So Spider-Man uh, did really well, but you had the Hulk. Remember the the Eric Bana Hulk. 
They 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 came out the Angley the Angley version uh, broke yes, back yes, off with, with uh, Jennifer Connelly. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, and so that one was really bad. And then I, it it just seemed like there was a lot of mismarks, and they were trying to do little little off one this year. But I I wasn't I wouldn't like this movie never didn't get the PR. It, it never was on the radar. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, like at least not for me. So I remember like not seeing this in theaters, but I remember it being like one of the first things I rented at Blockbuster Video. Oh, oh, going back old school to Blockbuster. Yeah, Jared. I remember seeing it on. <laughs> I remember seeing it on the wall and be like, yeah, I'll watch Punisher. It's here. Why not? Uh, Ed, how about you, man? I mean, 2004. You and I are exactly the same age, man. Was this was this movie on your radar? Were you excited to see this one? Well, of course. I mean, I was in, in you know, I, I'm a little bit younger than you, but uh, we're not exactly the same age. So I just want to clarify, you're the old, you're older than me. I'm the baby of the group at 30. <laughs> but uh, there you go. 2002 was when Spider-Man came out, and so uh, was oh, 2004 was just Spider-Man, Spider-Man two. You're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, so sorry to interrupt. That's fine. But as a kid, I, as is well documented, I absolutely love comic books. And The Punisher was always one of my favorite because I love the idea of vigilanteism. Who didn't have that moment of, I just want to fucking wreck shit. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's what The Punisher did, man. I mean, I, did, I, I get it that he did it out of revenge for other things, you know, for... For obvious reasons, but, uh, you know, I, I feel like I wasn't as hyped about the movie because I didn't, it wasn't really on my radar like it was for you. You know, I was more of, of a, the, the comics will always be better, the book will always be better kind of guy at that point in time. I was a, kind of a prick, you know, but, well, well, uh, well the character is, the Punisher is, is insane. Like, he's, he's a madman. He's fucking crazy. Right, yeah, I mean, he was driven. He was driven to, to to basically fucking kill an entire, basically an entire organization because they murdered his wife. Yeah, Tom, Thomas Jane is too cute to be crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. I'll give you that. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, it's it takes a particular you know set. Thomas Jane just got like those that little smile that you're just like, oh, look at this cute guy, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I get you. I get you. Okay, well, we'll I, is it, I don't want to make it sound like I just, it's only me that has a man crush on Thomas Jane. No. I don't, I'm, but I'm just saying that's that's what the character is. Yeah, no, yeah, there's 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 definitely no man crush on uh, Jordan's side here, Thomas Jane. Um, but I knew of Thomas Jane because of this movie. Uh, the last, if you think about it, not to interrupt, that's kind of why Joe Bernthal worked out so well in the Netflix series because he's like, I don't want to say not cute, in your, to use your words, but he looks more like he would fucking walk around and just beat somebody up with a baseball bat. Right. He, he's more rugged, and he's got the crazy eyes where he can he can do that stare. It's a big part of it, that glare, the glaring stare type of thing, where yes. you, yeah. you, you can, there's a lot more read in his look, and that goes a long way. I think Thomas Jane is not as versatile in that uh, for the character, not for not I did, not to disrespect the, the the craft, but just for the character. Right. Right. I, right. I, I guess this is what right. I'm trying to give credit to is that it's you have a very complex character and it's a particular uh, way to play him. It's just hard to see Todd Parker, you know, kill, walking around shooting people, you know, 
from Boogie Nights. That was a, that was a Boogie Nights reference. Just throwing that out there. Oh, um, I guess my last thing about Memory Lane, before we get into the nuts and bolts of the film, is uh, back in the day, you had uh, this thing called CDs or compact discs. And uh, yes. iTunes was not around back then. And the albums of the movies that I was interested in, the motion picture soundtrack, you know, the soundtrack of the movie, uh, always would come out a month or two before the movie was released. So I bought this album. Um, it was it was every band that I ever loved, you know, Taking Back Sunday, Stone Sour, Chevelle, Lost Prophets, all those emo bands. I was not an emo guy, but I just I just liked those bands. What and you you're not an emo guy? He Never. definitely he definitely was he an emo guy. This dude is look at him. I can see him with like the hair that you would have to you have to, like twist his neck really quick to to waft backwards. Yeah, I don't know. You can't. You're not. I can see that. that. He's crying right now. <laughs> Dead diary. See? My favorite band is Stabby McStab Stab. Uh, <laughs> I listened Jeez. to that song a while ago. Anyway, so the Punisher. Uh, okay, so let's talk about Thomas Jane right off the bat. I did not know Thomas Jane going into this movie when I first saw it in '04. But let's talk about the movie now that we reviewed it. Now, um, I have seen Thomas Jane in a lot of stuff. I still find him fun in this role. Um, I like the beginning part of the movie um, where he plays that what, European blonde-haired arms dealer. I don't know what accent he was doing. Do you guys know? The, the He's Thomas supposed Jane to be accent? Russian or something? No, that is the Thomas Jane attempt. <laughs> at, least, at least he didn't go t- uh, Kevin Costner and just not attempt an accent. Okay, well, at least he didn't do that. Um, what version of the movie did you guys see? Did you see the unrated cut, or did you see the theatrical cut? Eric, what did you see? I'm pretty sure I saw theatrical. Ed, what about you? Uh, the theatrical. I didn't see the extended director's cut. So I saw this movie twice for this review. Um, there, Again, not I, bragging. No, 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 no. <laughs> because, I didn't, because I didn't remember this. Uh, and I feel like I'm dragging. I'm sorry. But this is something for the fans to know. Um, there are two versions of this movie. Uh, the first version, the theatrical cut, is now on Showtime. You guys can watch it. That's how that's how we watched it. But um, there is a bunch of plastic bins in my basement, right? Uh, that we just store for like garage sales and shit. You know, stuff that doesn't sell, whatever. And uh, Gina was my wife was going through the bins the other night, and she goes, "Hey, aren't you supposed to review this movie?" And I have the DVD of The Punisher. And it was the double-sided disc where side A is theatrical, side B is the unrated cut. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only difference between the unrated cut and the theatrical cut, I don't know why they call it unrated, just call it director's cut, but whatever. The only difference is the beginning of the movie is different. Everything else is the same. In the director's cut of The Punisher, you get a comic book opening where this was their idea kind of thing that they put in there. You guys following what I'm saying to you so far? I, I, I Yeah, I guess I can It's like you. It's like, hey, we didn't have the money to shoot these scenes. So here are the storyboards with voice acting on top of it so you can see what would happen, okay? Yeah, so, I, I, I get exactly what you, what you mean. I, when, yeah. you, when you did the, yeah, when you put in, like, budget, that, that kind of makes sense of what, yeah. Know, um, and I and I'm sorry, I actually misspoke. There are two differences, but the first difference is the opening. The opening of the movie was supposed to be the director's cut was supposed to be uh, Thomas Jane and his buddy who was um, 
um, who's his buddy cop, who's the black guy buddy cop, is like, see you later, Frank, blah, blah, that guy. Uh, they were Jimmy? in Desert Storm. Jimmy, they were, they were in Desert Storm together. And it was just, it was, it was just portraying how much of a badass he could be when he's pushed over the limits. That's, that, that was the opening. Um, the second different part in the director's cut compared to the version that we saw for the fans, if you want to check it out, is, uh, Jimmy, his friend, he is the one that spills the beans to John Travolta. That's how they know that he's in Costa Rica, um, Puerto Rico. Not much, then. Not much. So, <clears throat> typical Punisher storyline besides a few things. One, does take place in New York. It takes place in Tampa Bay? Now, where, between, where it happens. Okay, now, between Eric and Ed here, which one of you is the big Punisher guy? Eric, was it you or Ed, is it you? What, nah, what, 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 I, I think it's Ed. Ed, are you the yeah. Punisher guy? It, yeah. Okay, yeah. definitely takes place in New York, right? This is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to. I mean, he, the thing about the Punisher, and let's be let's be frank. I mean, yes, it was. It takes place in New York. Tampa is kind of like a a bullshit sort of cop out. But the thing about the character is, it's so transferable. You know what I mean? That like, yeah, the, yeah, Most the dude like it could have. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been anybody or any anywhere. You know, it could have been anywhere. All right, fine. You know? yeah. And you got to re- you got to remember, like the reason. The, but at the same time, the reason New York is important is because the Punisher came along from Spider Man. Yeah, true that. He was a, he was a Spider Man character, so that's kind of why New York is important. But at the same time, I wasn't like, you know, this is fucking bullshit about it. About being in Tampa. Uh, This movie is based on a comic book 12-part series called Welcome Back, Frank, and that did have the Russian character in it, that did have Bumpo, and that did have Spencer. Spencer's the guy with all the piercings on his face. So those characters were from the original Welcome Back, Frank comic. Okay, now here here goes my review on this, Eric and Ed. The tone of this movie... Is completely batshit. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree. How would you describe the tone of this movie? Okay, so my wife has never seen this movie, and I have to say it every time I say it, so the fans who have never listened to our show before understand. My wife is not a movie person; she just watches what I watch for our reviews. So I kind of watch her watch the movie sometimes. You got you guys have a relationship. <laughs> That's just your response. You guys have a relationship. Well, yeah. it's it's just it's just good, you know. That you guys, or at least, you know, she's taking interest to yours, and it's just it's just fun to hear sometimes. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. But that you know, watching a reaction is um, yeah part of the experience. Now going into this, I was just like Ed. Oh, dude, this was when I was seventeen, man, full of angst and things. Like this movie was great because, like, if this happened to my family, I would so be Thomas Jane, right? Now as a 31-year-old man, I'm watching her watch this. I'm watching the movie. This is the tone. The beginning of the movie, actually all the way up until he comes back to Tampa as, quote-unquote, the Punisher, everything left of that is actually pretty good. I don't know if you guys agree with me on this or not, but the opening of introducing the character made sense. He was he, he, He's a CIA, FBI guy. He pretended to be an arms dealer. Uh, John Travolta's kid gets shot. That's why John Travolta goes after him. That makes sense. 
Uh, you know, um, he, uh, they kill his whole family because the wife said so. You know what I mean? And his family gets completely obliterated. Pretty brutal, right, guys? Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. was a good sequence there. They, they run them over on the pier in the movie. Terrible. And, and, of course, the first person that gets it is his mom. And then, you know, he doesn't get killed by the shark, but he gets killed by a knife in the back. Roy Scheider's in the, not Roy Scheider. Yeah, Roy Scheider. Yeah, you got it. For, yeah, yeah, Roy yeah. Scheider. Yeah, I uh, actually got a shotgun in the back. You know, and then Ed and Eric, I, I know which one wants to go first, but I feel that the chase scene when, uh, when the mom and the son had the boat behind them, you know, and they were chasing in the trucks, that was actually, I couldn't find anything wrong with that sequence. That was a very good action sequence. Cuts, shots, everything made sense. I don't know which one to go first, or, I mean, do you guys agree? Like, that's, that's a really good sequence. I, I'll, I'll be quick, and then, then you can, you can uh, uh, cover up the tracks there, Ed, I guess. Okay, okay. Yes, um, the, listen, this movie was surprising to me, because I you think going into it, it was just going to be kind of one of those, yeah, like a rewatch. I remember this being just, like, not really a special movie. And um, as I'm rewatching it, it seems like I don't want to say it's like not special, but it's I. I mean, I you get what you pay for in this movie, you know. It's uh, or whatever the ticket is. It's a solid action movie. Like it's solid. Uh, some of it, albeit very ridiculous, like the fight scene against the uh, um, the Russian, the, the big Russian. Um, or, uh, but like yeah, it's, it's dark. It's a good vigilante tale. But like when you have something like that, when you have like the, because it's not a whole lot of CGI. You know? No. Yeah. Hardly. And when you have a chase scene like that, or a fight scene like that, you can tell like it, this is choreographed. This this took time. There's there's no, you know, I, I didn't really think there was any CGI in this at all. Maybe some touch ups from the background, but um, it's no. I, that, that's what I think it is. I think it looks it looks it it does what it, I think wants to to do. It did what it the story that it wanted to tell and did it right. And I think it fit the universe. Listen, that's for my opinion. Maybe not today's universe, but... Uh. Well, well here, here's, here's, here's one of the... Yeah, here's the thing about this movie. Like, if you look at it from just a movie perspective, take out all the known stuff, that's exactly what it is. It's an action movie with a vigilante, and they just kind of sort of happened to throw in the fact that the dude had a skull on his shirt and he was the Punisher. And he had the same thing. They don't call him the Punisher until the end of the movie. You know what I mean? So if you just take all the Punisher stuff out of the equation, this movie is exactly what you said. It's an okay, not bad, decent action flick that didn't really need a whole lot of cleanup. So I, I agree right. with that. They didn't even That's, address that he was the Punisher until – yeah, he's right. And um, you got, got to remember, like, they changed two major things about the, the, the character of the Punisher in this movie. Not Forget about the fact that it was in New York, right? The reason that – the reason that Frank Castle's family was killed, right, was because they witnessed a mob hit. It, it was it happened to be in Central Park, but blah, 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 forget about that. They witnessed a mob hit. And the Punisher had two kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They were loose ends so, rather than, than the crossfire. Right, yes, yeah. Like, it was – they went to go kill Castle. In this movie, they went to go kill Frank Castle, and he happened to be having a fucking a barbecue – at his house in Puerto Rico. You no, know what I mean? John Travolta's wife said, not just him, his entire family. His wife ordered his whole family to be hit. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if you take out of the equation 
the whole Punisher idea, then this movie is exactly what you guys state. Well, this is where I'm going to disagree with both of you guys. Because everything up to after the chase and everything where he gets allegedly killed, everything the witch doctor comes helps him. When he comes back, that's where the tone jumps. From the beginning credits to this point, that car chase scene was fucking great. They flipped a car. I felt for Thomas Jane as a character, you know, because I'm a husband and a father, so I understand, you know, where he's coming from on it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just, wow, it was really good. They flipped an actual car. It was good. Now here comes my gripes. Your, your family, your whole entire family, your whole tree has been chopped down. And the first thing you're going to do is pretend to burn a guy's back with a popsicle and a blowtorch. The tone completely drops. It goes from this serious, dark, dramatic, violent movie to a Russian fight to stakeouts, an elaborate ruse to get his punishment. It's, 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 it's absolutely batshit. It, you know what, yeah, but that's maybe where, because I had shifted gears already by then to this being pretty much like a Death Wish type of movie. Oh, yeah, good, good reference. Yeah. That, because that's basically what, what this was. It was a modern Death Wish. And like, and like in 2004, when Kevin Nash... Big sexy Kevin Nash from the NWO, WCW, <laughs> is the fucking Russian. I was in my seat holding my sides because they were splitting because it was so funny to me. Now I'm watching this and I'm like, this is the completely opposite movie. An hour ago, <laughs> exactly. An hour ago, his wife and child just got ran over on a pier in the movie in an hour prior, and now they're making jokes with the Russian. It's just, it's batshit. And to throw uh, Quentin Glass, who is John Travolta's best friend and business partner and a lawyer and all that guy, his right-hand man, to throw in that he's gay? That's just <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah. Eric, well, I don't, it seemed I, like uh, – well, because there's a few things that happened in this movie that really didn't seem like like you – like why would you have that there, you know? So, uh, like, a lot mm-hmm. of the... Okay, remember when he got out of the van after being, like, there was the... And he tried to do some sort of, like, lighthearted humor in this movie, in a very dark-toned movie. It's like, mm-hmm. It didn't seem like that was necessary. It didn't seem like throwing in some sort of, uh, you know, gay-friendly stuff it seemed to be... It, it, like, why? You know? It just tell, stick to the story. You're, you're fine. And I, the movie... I, Eric, to go on that, and then I'll shut up for a sec. The movie... And I, this is me. I can't believe I'm saying this. This is me being PC... It's showing homosexuality in a very negative light, too, because the Punisher is taking photos of Quentin Glass, and then he's just violently pushing and shoving, which I'm allegedly is his lover, and he's just punching the shit out of him, and then he makes out with him. It's like, what the fuck? Well, that's some, people are, some people are into that stuff. Yeah, so don't, don't fetch shame, Jordan. All right, I'm just saying. It's like Jordan, you mean to tell me you don't like to be choked? I know I mean, for a fact Jordan likes to be choked. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa. Um, I just, it's just, wow. It's just That's a tone. how dark this movie is. Yeah, exactly. I was, I was completely shocked. Just bored. After he came back from the dead and he comes back as the Punisher, I'm bored. And Rebecca remains Stamos. She's still Stamos at this point. Every time she's alone in her apartment, which is two separate scenes at two different days in the movie world, 
she's listening to Broken by Caesar and Amy Lee. It's like, does this bitch listen to anything else? I know well, what she just think. got dumped. She just got broken up with by a guy, and she's had a rough seven years in seven cities. I know that, but it makes no sense for the character. It, it, it's weird. It's like when we first introduce her, she's listening to that Broken song. And then when her boyfriend's trying to get into the apartment, she's listening to Broken again. It's like, does this bitch listen to anything else? Uh, first of all, Amy Lee has the voice of an angel, so don't shit on it. I'm not shitting on her. I'm just, <laughs> it make sense. I understand it's the theme of the movie, but Jesus Christ, just because Coca-Cola is sponsoring the movie doesn't mean I want to every single time he kills somebody, open up a can of Coke and says... Not Coke too. This is delicious. Well, that's what's gonna that's gonna happen, man. If you wanna if you wanna live in a yurt, yurt it up. John Travolta. We gotta talk about it before <laughs> we get into our overall finals here in a second. Here we go on a little bit longer than usual. I'm here, about to, I'm about to say I'm getting hungry here, boys. Yeah, mm-hmm. we gotta talk about John Travolta here. Uh, you know, uh, we talked about Martin Sheen last week pulling in a paycheck. This is definitely John Travolta pulling in a paycheck. But I did some Google research on John Travolta. What a bad time for him to do this movie because not even a year prior to this movie released, he actually buried his real son. Yeah. That was the, the shower accident, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so, shower. yeah. And, and he had also had a, a heart, a, a really bad string of movies around this time. It's early two thousands. Right. So we did like battlefield earth, swordfish, yeah. you know, sort of oh, pretty swordfish. Dope. did he do be cool? Or was that after? Yeah, I did. Oh, uh, that's cool. a fantastic movie. It, it bombed though. Didn't it? Yeah, it did bomb, but it was a fantastic movie. Yeah, that, was, that was The Rock, one of his big debuts. Yeah, I mean, he did Ladder 49 around this time. Uh, yeah, that's right. Lucky he, numbers. He was picking up, yeah, he was picking up a lot. He was he was trying to, I don't know. He, he was I mean, trying to get out. He, he was trying to cover up. He was trying to pay off of his Scientology bills. He had to. I mean, <laughs> John Travolta playing Howard Saint. I, I, I mean... He was fine in the role, but it, it was nothing that was interesting to me overall. It was, it, I was, I just thought he was there for a check, and that was it. So they, this movie had had to have some pull power. He was one putting Marvel's name on it was another. Thomas Jane kind of coming off of a, a good good number of career moves, which I wouldn't. I don't know. We did do Blue Sea. I don't know if we want to call that a career move, but cold you know. status it would be. Yeah, you're right. So there too. Oh, yeah, Ben Foster in here too. So you had you had some some people. You had some pull in here. So you did. So so why not? You know, studio right, well, studio film. Go ahead. Sorry. No, that's it. Okay. Because <laughs> I. All right. So let's get over to our poker rating to our overall reviews. Ed, what will be your poker rating for The Punisher 2004? Well, here, and I'm going to try to make this not as long winded as I typically do, but. This movie had all the makings of being a fantastic movie, right? It had great actors. I mean, it had I – mean, I mean, you had guys like Ben Foster, Rebecca Romaine. I mean, Thomas Jane's a good actor. Samantha Mathis, you know what I mean? Fucking you had, you had Roy Schneider. Movies, man. You, had you know, Roy Schneider, the guy who wrote Armageddon, wrote this, and he also directed it, but he, but he directed Kill the Irishman later. So, like, there were things that – this movie should have been fantastic. If you take out the fact that it's set in the the the, the Marvel world, but it's not a Punisher movie. This movie's not the Punisher. Thank you. This is just an action movie because, first of all, I mean, one of the reasons why I personally like the Punisher so much as a kid 
was because he was a paisan. He's Italian. I'm Italian. You know, it's like he, he was, it's just, that's just who he was, right? Oh, forget about it. Yeah, forget about it. But his, you know, I mean, he, in the story, he had two kids and he was a Marine Corps scout sniper. He, you know what I mean? He didn't have to go away to be trained how to fucking kill people and get healed and shit, right? Like that just wasn't the punisher. So this movie should have, if it was not called the punisher, this movie would have gotten a medium bag for me, but it's, the fact that they called it the Punisher, Punisher and had nothing to do with it, this is a small bag of popcorn. All right, Eric, what will be your popcorn rating well, for I, The Punisher 2004? If you're not going to do it, then I will. You know Kevin Nash was in this movie, too? Yeah, yeah. He, Jordan said so. Oh, did you already? Yeah, yeah, Kevin Nash, big sexy, NWO, WCW. Yeah, he was the, the big Russian. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so obviously uh, the, the the power was there. I get this just a medium bag, just because uh, we, because it didn't because it's better without the Punisher on it, and he pretty much was it without that the entire time. Like that's what I enjoyed. This movie was basically just a revenge movie. This was like a Dirty Harry. This was like a Death Wish. This was just that that type of thing where uh, if you put that first, then it's it's almost just like this was a complete. This well, this is a complete one off of. Of a Marvel movie, is right. It's not canon, obviously, to to anything. It's of its own story, which really what I think Marvel should be focusing on more. They're doing this continuing storyline, but like, there's so many good series in the stories that they should be focusing on more, and they have such good content. This is how they did it. I enjoy this. this is medium bad popcorn, man. I mean, just because it's good action, it's dark. I like the tone. It yeah, it might be silly, but I've seen sillier movies, and I I mean, I don't know. I maybe it's just like the, the cast. Maybe is that what it is? No, it's just a little bit of everything, man. I, I I enjoyed it. It was fun. I don't like that it's two hours. It feels like it feels like two hours. It feels a little bit longer, actually. It does feel like, it, especially at the end. You know, it, it felt like it. Yeah, it, tra- it trails and and kind of just like tries to tries to wrap up, but it, it needs to. You know what I mean? Like get get all mm-hmm. the the corners, and it doesn't really do it. Sure. Um. I am going to give this one a small bag of popcorn just because of the overall tone. Uh, I was I was left very confused, and um, I didn't understand how to feel about this movie. I walked into this movie, and once the whole family murder scene starts to happen, I'm just at the edge of my seat. The action is great. The shots are good. Um, oh, my God, this is crazy. And then it's just all this comedic jokes, and the plot doesn't make sense. And if you're going after full-on revenge because – you know, this guy did murder your whole entire family tree to a certain degree. You don't you do not do the shit that he does. You don't go these plans to make sure that you think that your friend is having an affair with your wife. You just straight up go to his house and take as many motherfuckers down with you. Blind Exactly. Yeah. That's the punisher. That's uh, the punisher. Because you know you're going to go in there and you know you're going to get killed. But you're going to take down as many as you can. The last bit of props I will give to it that we didn't get to in our initial review that I will end on this note is I did actually like how he got the the uh, the skull logo. You know, um, his son shows him the traditional white skull logo and says this is supposed to ward off evil spirits. Cool, you know, and that's why he wears Blank. it. That's fine. That's fine. But um, yeah, just 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 the tone. Um, I was talking to my brother about this, and he told me to check out the '89 movie with Dolph Lundgren, 
as the Punisher. Oh, bar. Um, no, don't do that. Don't do that. He said that that movie is the movie that I want. Uh, he lied to me. That's not the movie that I wanted. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. So, but everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Movie Guys Podcast. This again is part two out of our part three anti-hero series. If you want to check out part one, that will be Spawn in our archives at movieguyspodcast.com. You can also check us out at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. On Facebook, Movie Guys Podcast. Twitter, at Movie Guys Pod. Also on YouTube, Movie Guys Podcast. And if you want to listen to us on iHeartRadio and also on Spotify, just search Movie Guys Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Eric and Ed, I'll talk to you guys next week. And we'll be talking to everybody next week with Venom. I can't wait for this one. Have a good night, everybody.